Welcome to Angels Live, a podcast talking to angel investors and entrepreneurs. In our episodes, we will dive into the why and how our guests got started and what's important navigating the startup journey. This is where you can learn more about how jobs are created, innovation is sparked, and tap into what's happening in your local community. I'm Marsha Dawood. And I'm Warren Spiewak. Our mission is to be your gateway to the Angel Capital Association and an inside look into the startup world. Welcome to Angels Live. We are here today with Martha Carlin. Martha and I met a couple of years ago, actually, because she came to the Next Wave group, which you've heard me talk about a couple of times now, um, for funding for her company, The Bio Collective. And so we're going to hear a lot about that today and how she's pivoted and some of the things that she's been doing. But I love all of the stuff that Martha's doing. Martha and I tend to geek out sometimes on the uh, research and information that she has gathered. Her company is she's going to tell you all about it, but um, her really her mission is to single-handedly cure Parkinson's disease. And I actually believe that of all the people on the planet, Martha can do it. So um, <laughs> she has basically become a citizen scientist and done so much research and 15, 16 years of work in order to learn more and more about this particular horrible disease. And, um, but she's made some really amazing strides and we're going to hear a lot about it. So welcome, Martha. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome, Martha. But I got to ask, Marsha, is there really a citizen scientist? What is that? Like, I, I what, what does this mean? Well, basically, uh, you know, some scientists go to school, they get PhDs and that's great. Um, Martha has probably the knowledge in her head of probably three PhDs, and uh, but she doesn't have the initials behind her name. So we call her a citizen scientist. Oh, there's so many people that are going to love that. They're going to love to know that just an everyday person went out and learned as much as they can. And now you're the founder of something that could change the world and definitely change a lot of lives that are being affected by Parkinson's. So Martha, but let's talk about Parkinson's, what it is, and then why, why did you go down this road? Parkinson's is a neurological disease um, that really has a presentation of many different kinds of symptoms. So no two people are exactly the same. So it, it complicates the research a bit. Um, and my husband was diagnosed um, in 2002, when he was just 44, and Parkinson's is typically thought of as an old people's disease, but you know, you get it when you're 44. I actually started doing market research and found that the number of people with Parkinson's under the age of 40 had doubled in the previous decade. So, you know, it's not just an, an old, old people's disease. And my background is in accounting and business. I was an operations turnaround specialist. And when my husband was diagnosed, I looked at how science and medicine was approaching the problem, which was more um, point solutions. And I said, this is a systems problem. Um, maybe I can apply my systems turnaround thinking uh, to the problem. And so I started teaching myself the many different aspects of the human system, the food systems, all the science around that to kind of come together. And it really coalesced in 2014 before I founded the company in 2015. Okay. You don't know this about me, but 
when I was in sixth grade, which in the, if you're in the USA, that means you're basically 11, 12 years old, right? Um, my grandmother had Parkinson's and she lived with us and things that weren't a challenge in the beginning became more challenging. And I'm talking about this, just something like going to the grocery store and being able to write a check. If your hands are, are shaking like crazy and you have no control over that, I remember just as a kid thinking to myself, like, somebody needs to do something. Like, how could this not be something that they can cure or treat? And then when she would start taking the medicine, the medicine would make her have other health issues. I think anyone listening will know, like, when you love somebody and you see them basically attacked by something like this, to think that there is a cure or there is a solution, um, how wonderful to know that you went to the books and I can't wait to hear about what happens next. Sure. <laughs> well, I, at first I just started looking for solutions that we could implement ourselves directly in the beginning. And we changed uh, what we were eating. I studied the food supply and things that uh, food preservatives, chemicals that are used in the growing and really tried to get rid of all of those. And he he did improve. His tremor went away and um, really stabilized and was very slow progressing. But, uh, you know, over the years, I built my Parkinson's knowledge and understanding of the complexity of it. And um, in 2014, I actually read a book uh, called Missing Microbes by um, a scientist from NYU and MD, Martin Blazer. And it just really resonated for me that there was a rise in chronic disease since the onset of the discovery of antibiotics and that that could be impacting the microbiome, which is the population of bacteria, fungi, and viruses that live in our body. And at that time, I was actually an angel investor and there was a local entrepreneur with a, a probiotics company for animal feed to try to get antibiotics out of the meat supply. And so I made an investment in him so that I could learn about probiotics and fermentation and, and kind of more about the microbiome. And about six months later, the fir first research was published showing that they could actually separate the two um, phenotypes in Parkinson's, uh, tremor dominant and posture and gait dominant by the bacteria in their gut. And I was like, Eureka, this is it. I quit my job and started down a path to, to uh, that ended in me forming the company in 2015. I am blown away. Marsha, I can't help but just like, I'm, I'm like dominating this conversation because I'm blown away. This microbiome thing I've been seeing videos on YouTube where they're talking about fat mice versus skinny mice. And these, these, it's these bugs, the bacteria that are really our true immunity. And with everything going on today, to think that this is where we're pivoting into this conversation, this interview, that you're going to get into probiotics. And like, and I've learned, and I'm telling you guys, I swear, Marsha, I've been like the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of my own research just for the idea of nutrition, because a lot of nutritionists are talking about how probiotics and, and, and this and how they eat fiber and how fiber is such a significant thing and all of this. 
I mean, there's a lot of science. This is the future. So I cannot wait to hear <laughs> what's happening. Like this just, I, how does this evolve? Well, so I, I, um, when I quit my job, I actually started funding some research at the University of Chicago uh, with Dr. Jack Gilbert, who is one of the leading global experts in the microbiome. And we just had this really crazy collaborative sharing ideas. His uh, One of his sons was autistic, and we saw the overlap in the gut bacteria of uh, Parkinson's and autism. And then we had a third co-founder come in who was who had worked in chronic fatigue. And we could see that across chronic disease categories that there were functional elements that were missing in the gut. And so we had this initial idea that was pretty wild and crazy that we were going to build this giant bank of microbiome samples. And by that, I mean poop. And uh, we would get the sequencing data from that and build this computational platform where we could see the underlying causal factors. And so it was this collect, connect, correct. So we would collect the sample, connect the dots and build the right kind of solution to correct the problem. And that that's still the underlying philosophy of what we've done, but it was a, a really grand idea for a, a small company. I mean, that that kind of idea is something that you really need like $20 million to start. And we started on a shoestring. But we managed over time uh, to build this sample bank and this data and in the process uh, to start building relationships across the scientific community through our, our, our biobank. Um, and some of the technologies we developed for other scientists. And through that, ended up um, meeting some uh, researchers from Israel who had developed a, or had actually tested the sugar alcohol mannitol in an sugar alcohol mannitol could stop the aggregation of the proteins involved in Parkinson's, and at higher doses could bring the aggregates out of the brain. And there were no uh, companies interested in advancing that research because mannitol is a cheap, widely abundant sugar alcohol. And it's actually the most abundant sugar in nature. And so I came back and bought a mannitol chemistry book and started uh, looking at this amazing molecule and found that there's some probiotic bacteria that actually make mannitol. And the Angel investment I had made with the the uh, animal feed probiotics company, he was a fermentation chemist. So we came together with this idea of restoring the factory in the gut to make mannitol out of the glucose and fructose you get from your diet. And we made this prototype for my husband. And at the time, he was starting to walk the cane and having trouble navigating through a crowd. And we were measuring his microbiome. and we could see over 30 days, his microbiome moved back over toward a healthy person's. He stopped walking with the cane. That May, we went to our daughter's graduation and there were thousands of people at Auburn and he was able to navigate like a fish through the crowd. And so, so then we started getting other people to try it. And, and we ended up developing a line of probiotics, not just for Parkinson's, but taking that one and taking that whole concept of restoring the function to the gut, a system that can actually make specific 
products for you um, and just launched those products this summer. So Warren, I mean, mm. Martha is like so amazing. Who goes and like then goes by a chemistry book and just teaches themselves chemistry so that she can make a probiotic that will help her husband. I mean, I've like just been in awe of this woman ever since. It is. And like, and here's the thing is that like, if you've never heard of like Fink, I don't know what they call it, Finkel transmission, (laughs) Finkel transplant. I mean, there's all this really wild crap to hear. I'm going to use that as a joke. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) No pun intended. But when you look into this and I'm just telling anybody like, like I had no idea I was going to meet you today, Martha. Like I I knew you had a great company. I had no idea what it was about. I never would have guessed that the cure for Parkinson's would involve um, your, your, what is it called? The bio? Your microbiome. Your microbiome. But going back to this this these what I've been noticing is like they're saying like have you ever noticed that people who garden they feel better and people who like there's these societies in Africa where they're lean and they're healthy and they are they they really um, they just p- pick berries off of trees that are dirty and eat them and it's the it's not so much what the nutrition of the berry is it's the bugs it's the it's the it's the bacteria that are on these fruits that are making these people have great metabolisms, healthy cholesterol. And here we are in America, we're just learning about this. And you, Martha, are at the forefront of solving something that we know is an epidemic. And I, I, I bet there's a lot of other things you know, to do, you know how to do with, uh, with these bacteria or whatever, you, whatever, whatever the clinical name of it is. Sure. And there's a lot of good bacteria that you're talking about, Warren, that is in fruits and vegetables. But then there's the dreaded glyphosate, which is basically what is in weed killer Roundup. And we could have a whole podcast um, on glyphosate. But um, Martha has done a lot of work on figuring out how to heal the microbiome and get this out of our system. So, yeah, that was you know, going all the way back to my early work trying to make dietary changes for my husband was really looking at the foods that had glyphosate and that sort of, and understanding how it works metabolically. But it is, it's patented as an antibiotic. So it kills a lot of bacteria. And we actually were able to identify, we went out and collected in the environment from wild fruits and different things and, and making our own kimchi and, and uh, sauerkraut and then isolating in our uh, my, microbiology laboratory, different strains of bacteria, getting their genetics done and understanding what their capabilities were. And we, we isolated um, a strain of bacteria called Lactobacillus plantarum you know, there are plantarums on the market, but ours is pretty unique because it has uh, the genetic capability to break glyphosate all the way down to carbon and water, basically, where mm-hmm. other bacteria might break it down into a substance that's even more toxic than the glyphosate. Well, you, you know, when you go to Whole Foods or any of your top grocery stores, there's literally a whole refrigerator full of probiotics. There's obviously just generally understood there's this whole need there. And to Marcia's point, when you look into this, it's there is bad bacteria. And sometimes if you're the guy that's like craving a donut, is it you that's craving a donut or the bugs in your intestine craving the donut? Who knows? But there's a lot of stories that I've heard about bacteria actually controlling 
an ant and making the ants get up to the top of a grass leaf so that a sheep would eat it and it could live forever in the sheep. I mean, there are some crazy stories. And if you open your mind to this, I think people will realize, wow, there, there is a whole world going on that maybe we've never been taught about. And, and, uh, and so I want to ask you, knowing what you know, and like, I'm sure, pe- I'm sure there's a listener just going like, what the hell is he talking about? But the fact is, is now that you know what you know, what's happening with, with this opportunity, your business, are you like, are you selling this product right now? Is this something that requires some kind of a approval from the F, you know, from the FDA sure. or whatever? So, um, in the supplement industry, supplement industry is is governed by something called the Shea, um, which puts it in a, a different category. But the probiotics field has been governed by um, structure function claims or um, any microorganisms that you have in your formulas have to have grass status, which is generally regarded as safe. And the vast majority of, of uh, you know, probiotics that you see in the store, you know, have a long track record. They come from fermented foods um, or, you know, milks and things like that. So, you know, what we have in our formulas are, you know, well, well-known organisms that have grass status. So we don't have to go through like a special clinical um, assessment for the FDA so they fall under this Deshay category. But what we do have to refrain from doing, like I can't say it's a Parkinson's probiotic because I haven't done a clinical trial in, in Parkinson's. Um, but what I, I can say, I made it for my husband, but it actually affects overall metabolism and it, it helps you know a much broader group of people um, than just people with Parkinson's because it helps with things like constipation. It actually does help with sugar craving. Um, and so what we do is we have the science and the data to show what the function of the probiotic um, is. And then um, you can get people to understand from the function of what your probiotic is, what it can potentially do for them. Amazing. And we could talk about that all day. Yeah. But, so tell us, Martha, a little bit. I mean, I know some of the history because you had such a unique thing going on here. Your business had lots of pieces in it when we met. Um, and you were a classic entrepreneur that found an angel investor who was super interested in what you were doing, who was basically a super angel. Um, we won't say his name, but he's a really wonderful person. Um, <laughs> and he 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 and his family funded a lot of the research at the beginning. So maybe talk a little bit about that and how, you know, I, I hear entrepreneurs sometimes that have these like really passionate ideas, much like yours, and they are looking, they go around and they they spend a lot of time and unfortunately a lot of times it's wasted time um pitching to angel groups when it just isn't really a fit but you were pretty lucky in finding someone like him who could help you like tell us a little bit about that journey so well you know i heard you guys talking a little bit earlier uh with another angel group about the importance of developing a relationship 
Um, and that's definitely something I learned along this process. You know, entrepreneurs often think, oh, I'm just going to go to this meeting. This person's going to fall in love with me and give me money. And that's really not how it works. Um, I was fortunate in that I had a 14 year relationship with this angel investor. He was the chairman of the board of a public company. I used to be the head of operations for. So while he didn't know me as a citizen scientist, he knew me as a business person and someone who could really execute. Um, so he was willing to make a bet on me um, with his family office and I think in the beginning, maybe he wasn't really thinking how much it would take to get uh, where we were going, um, but they've really backed me at every step of the way um, in terms of you know additional fundraising rounds that I've needed, um, being creative in the approach. Um, you know, we started out with equity. We've done some convertible notes, um, and we found rolled everything in together and cleaned up the, the cap table, um, rolling everything into equity and kind of changing the overall equity structure last year in anticipation of moving later this year to separate the complexity of the business, this consumer product from uh, our biobank and some of these research tools we've developed so that we can really take that consumer business uh, forward in a, in a new way with a different type of capital. And you've been able to utilize a few grants along the way as well, right? Yeah. So we were really fortunate in the the expertise we developed in sample processing um, made us really unique in the industry. And we got a $1.2 million NIH grant to develop a product for use as a control in all microbiome research. And we're in the process of bringing uh, that product to market this year uh, through Zymo Research and uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. But that's a very different kind of business from a consumer product. Well, I, you know, th to summarize what I think is really kind of a God wink, if you will, like where just the planets line up, it's, it's, it's these few things that I've heard you talk about, Martha. On one hand, you are just an angel. I want to say just an angel because you were just an investor that got exposed to an entrepreneur. And, and, and all that was, was just a transaction. It was you believing in somebody. And then ultimately your mission in life, you have this light go off and you're going, what if I connect that entrepreneur to this idea? And then comes another angel and this angel helps you fund the idea. And then here we are. And I can't wait to hear about what business is like today for you, how uh, a listener can support you or help you or learn more about you. But ultimately, any entrepreneur that's listening, any angel investor, no matter where you're at on the spectrum, this is a perfect example how being around the right people and being around the right environment, I, how, would you, how would you know about these grants unless an angel or some kind of person that's tuned into it shares it with you. You just, there's so much to be, to be received from the community. And that's what I love about what we do. And this is why I've had this deep affection for the ACA, the Angel Capital Association, since I've met them, is because this is the common denominator we see again and again and again. And it's this community factor that is sometimes just overlooked. 
Well, I, you know, I would say even though uh, Marsha didn't invest because we were a, a very complicated company, um, she has really stayed with me in terms of mentoring me, answering questions when I need uh, you know, something with her expertise and really making introductions to other people. And so, um, you know, to me, uh, she and one of the other angel groups here in Colorado has also been very helpful in terms of, you know, connecting me with people who can help in different ways if they're, you know, not in a position to invest in a, you know, I have a, I have a, structure that's like a conglomerate for a tiny little startup. So, I, you know, the the simplification is, is and that was the advice I got from every different angel investor is you really need to simplify your business. And now Martha has a great website. You can go on to the website. We'll put it in the show notes, but it's BiotiQuest, B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T dot uh, com. And her first product that came out was Sugar Shift which is a probiotic that she's been talking about. And Martha, I think a birdie told me there's a second probiotic coming out sometime soon. Is that true? There's actually two additional products now. One is an immunity product product called Ideal Immunity. Um, has uh, a strain of bacteria in there that's been shown to be effective against the flu virus. And our third product is heart-centered, uh, which is a product that... Um, allows your gut to make nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator that's been shown to be beneficial in uh, cardiovascular health. We have three more products coming out later this year, uh, one for mood and anxiety, um, one for um, restoring your gut after antibiotics, and another one to help with sleep. Well, Martha, this has been amazing. As always, you are a wealth of knowledge. We could have you on the show for days talking about all of the things that um, you know about this. Warren just said that he would really like to drive with you from Colorado to El Paso, Texas. I'm not sure why I picked that city, but um, so that he could talk to you. I just was saying I would like to be trapped in a car with you for 12 hours because I could just talk to you about all of this crazy stuff that's real. I mean, this is stuff that people are alluding to. And to know that you're at the forefront of it is such an honor to be sitting talking to you and to know our loved ones, people who are maybe even just listening to this to hear what's coming up next for Parkinson's. What a beacon of hope it is to hear about what you've created, uh, this combination that's really helping people and can't wait to, I I don't know if you can give us an idea of when you think the Parkinson's bottle will be available. So, uh, you know, I don't know about uh, actually doing a clinical trial with the product, um, but um, we, with our data, we have actually identified a full set of biomarkers that we're working on with a couple of companies to bring to market um, an idea to find a partner to bring to market uh, a diagnostic test that would be able to stage Parkinson's through the gut and be able to understand better how to make some early adjustments there and use that data also for additional therapeutics targets. And then I've also launched a website called Martha's Quest that is all about uh, the Parkins- the things I've done to improve my husband's Parkinson's uh, from an unconventional perspective related to diet and nutrition and supporting a healthy microbiome. So 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, Martha, for coming and sharing your story. We will put everything in the show notes uh, to let people know how to find out about you and your products. I'm so sad we're out of time. Martha, thank you so much. Thank you. And you can come out and get in the car and we'll go take a drive. (laughs) I love it. We'll for sure do it. Thank you so much. Hey there. To all the founders and angel investors listening, there are cost-effective solutions for every insurance need. Director and officers, personal liability, workers' comp, and even health insurance. Don't wait until you need insurance to find out more. Contact Warren and IBTX at angelinsuranceprogram.com. Angels Live is produced and sponsored with the help of the Angel Capital Association's Angel University. You want to learn more about how to become an angel? The Angel Capital Association offers four basic courses ranging from fundamentals to valuations and three more advanced courses covering topics like board roles and cap tables. To find out more and sign up, go to www.angelcapitalassociation.org.